your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 432 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And we got a lot to do today. The Rangers obviously taking part in a pair of pre-preseason scrimmages against the Philadelphia Flyers over the weekend. The Ranger rookies split those two games against the Flyer rookies, so we're obviously going to get to all that. Talk about some of the highlights and lowlights from over the weekend, as well as which players have kind of helped their stock within the Ranger organization. I realize it's only two scrimmages, but every time you step onto the onto that ice, there's an opportunity that presents itself to, you know, stake your claim to maybe an opening night roster spot or stake your claim to be one of the first one or two guys called up from the AHL if the Rangers uh, need to call up at some point in the season, whatever it might be. Obviously, there's an opportunity for every single one of those New York Ranger players that stepped onto the ice over the weekend, and we will get into that. But I want to start with the news that Artemi Panarin is apparently not really all that interested in becoming the next captain of the New York Rangers. He said as much in a recent interview, and I'll go ahead and just uh, read those quotes to you. This is through a translator, but this is what he had to say about the entire situation here. I think we have more deserving candidates for that role now. Would I want it? I'd rather say no, actually. It's not just putting a letter on the sweater and walking around taking pictures. It's a lot of rough work in the locker room, and it's not just about playing good hockey. You also have to give your energy between the periods, motivate guys, giving interviews, being the face of the franchise. Overall, it's a lot of work off the ice. And then he went on to say, I think I'm more effective in hockey, and I'm afraid that I won't be an effective captain. I even don't speak English. How can I motivate? I can only influence with my own game, and they will listen to me without any letters. And first of all, let me just preface this entire thing by saying that I think this kind of honesty is rather refreshing. You don't really, you know, because the thing to do if you're in this situation, whether you're Artemi Panarin or anybody else on any team, if you're being considered to be the next captain, whether it's the New York Rangers or anybody else, if you honestly don't want that role and you honestly don't want that responsibility, I don't think there's too many people who stand up and admit that. I think a lot of people in Panarin's situation here, if they're on the Rangers and they don't want to be the next captain, they would probably just kind of keep it to themselves and keep their fingers crossed that management doesn't approach you and ask you to be the captain. So I can appreciate the honesty here. Artemi Panarin essentially just kind of taking himself out of the running to be the next New York Ranger captain. I mean, I can't imagine a situation where the Rangers would go up to him and say, listen, uh, we know that you don't want to be the captain, but guess what? You're the captain anyway. I can't see that, especially when you consider the fact that there are other uh, outstanding candidates in-house for the New York Rangers. And even before Panarin made any of these comments, I would have probably said that I don't really consider him a, a front runner. I think certainly his name at least belonged in the conversation before he made these comments. I mean, to me, the front runners, you still got to look at Mika Zibanejad and give him some serious consideration. Ditto for Chris Kreider. They're the two elder statesmen in the locker room, and I think they would both make great captains for the New York Rangers. Jacob Truba has obviously gained some steam in over this past season, he became a little bit more vocal in his second season as a New York Ranger. So he's certainly an option if you want to go young. You know, maybe Adam Fox deserves at least a little bit of consideration as well. 
But again, I do think that the honesty is refreshing. Now, as far as what kind of a captain Artemi Panarin would have made, I think he would have been a good choice. Again, I think there are better choices. But one thing I like about Panarin and a reason why I think he would have at least been worthy of some consideration had he not essentially taken himself out of the running here is because something Panarin does very well is he stays very even keeled. He does not get too high. He does not get too low, whether things are going good or whether things are going bad. He's always the same guy when he steps onto that ice. And I think that kind of consistency sets a good example for some of the young guys in the room. And, you know, the Rangers are a very young team. And I think that sometimes a young team can benefit from somebody who, once again, does not get really all that high or does not really get all that low. And I don't think the Rangers are any exception there. I think if Panarin was a captain, he would have done a nice job just kind of keeping everything calm, keeping everything loose. And toward the end of this article, there were actually some quotes from Brian Boyle. Uh, he recently attended the Smash Fest charity ping pong challenge on August 5th, and he was asked about the Ranger captaincy, and obviously he's no longer a Ranger, but he was teammates with Chris Kreider. He was asked about, you know, if Chris Kreider would be uh, a good candidate, and Boyle said that Kreider is the ideal candidate to be the next New York Ranger captain, and again, at some point, we're going to dedicate an entire episode front to back discussing all the Ranger different options at captain, everybody who might be a front runner, anybody who might be a long shot, how important it is to have a captain going into this next season. I mean, Chris Drury and company have talked about how that's a priority. They do want to get a captain, slap that C on somebody going into this upcoming season. Uh, so we will get into that, and we will dedicate, like I said, an entire episode stating the pros and cons of every single player who might be a candidate to be the next captain of the New York Rangers. But for right now, I'll leave you guys uh, with these quotes from Brian Boyle. Uh, regarding Chris Kreider potentially becoming the next New York Ranger captain. And then we'll dive into some of the highlights and lowlights of the Ranger 2 scrimmages against the Flyers from over the weekend. But this is what Boyle had to say about Chris Kreider. He does everything right. I mean, I saw him come in as a little puppy dog out of Boston College. I remember being that kid myself. The effect he had right away was obvious, and he was a shot in the arm for us. He's been through everything on that team, and now he's the old guard, even though he's not that old. He's still got wheels. He's a high-character person, a smart individual, and knows what it takes to win. I've been friends with him for a long time, so I'd love to see that. And I agree with, with Boyle here. I mean, I think really all along my top choice for next New York Ranger has been Chris Kreider. Certainly, there are some other fine candidates in-house. I've debated this with multiple guests that we've had on the show. I know there's some fans of Mika Zibanejad perhaps being the next Ranger captain. And like we said, uh, Jacob Truba has certainly gained some steam over the past year or so as well. So they got a lot of options. I don't think there's a bad one among them. Uh, but for me, Chris Kreider is still the guy. And again, we will elaborate on this in a future episode. But I just like the idea of giving it to the veteran, giving it to somebody who's very well respected in that locker room, somebody who's been a part of some really deep New York Ranger playoff runs, played in the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't think there's a whole lot not to like about Chris Kreider. And you know, there might be some people that say, well, you know, he's too inconsistent to be a captain. That's a fair point to make, but I get the feeling, and I don't know this for sure, if we're ever going to get some big-time bonafide consistency out of Chris Kreider, and at this point, this might be a pipe dream, but I think you slap that C on him, man, that gives him a sense of purpose night in and night out, and maybe just maybe he becomes, uh, you know, a more consistent player, because when he's at his best, you guys have seen it as well as I have, uh, he's one of the absolute best players in the NHL, and I would love to see him just be that consistent. I mean, maybe not night in and night out or 82 games of the season. He's going to be one of the top 10 best players in the league. But 
at least get to the point where he's a consistent force in this Ranger lineup in a night-in and night-out basis, and he doesn't, you know, disappear for six, eight, ten games at a time. I mean, if, if we could get consistent Chris Kreider, then we've got a guy who is an all-star caliber player, and maybe the captaincy could do that for him. Only time will tell, and only time will tell who the Rangers ultimately pick to be their next captain. Uh, we will get into these scrimmages in just a second here, but first, just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse just so happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, so a couple of quick announcements here before we dive into the highlights and the lowlights from these two scrimmages against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, first of all, Ranger training camp opens on Wednesday, which is fantastic. That just means that we're that much closer to the start of the NHL season, and we will have you know the NHL club out there. It's not just going to be the rookies. And the final development camp that was slated for Monday was canceled. But I do have a list here for you guys as far as all of the players that participated in these two scrimmages between the New York Rangers and the Philadelphia Flyers. At forward, you've got Morgan Barron, Will Cooley, Jaden Grube, Carl Henriksen, Patrick Kodorenko, Ryder Korzak, Brody Lamb, Michael O'Leary, Brennan Othman, Laurie Pagianiemi, Matt Remp, Justin Richards, Austin Ruschoff, James Sanchez, Evan Vierling, and Alex Whelan. And then the defenseman, you've got Zach Berzola, Zach Gutari. Zach Jones, a lot of Zachs, uh, Nils Lundqvist, Tarmo Reunanen, Matthew Robertson, Braden Schneider, and Hunter Skinner. And then the three goalies were Talon Boyko, Dylan Garand, and Tyler Wall. And as we mentioned, the Rangers lost the Saturday scrimmage by a score of 6-3. to three. They won on Sunday 3-2 to two after rallying out of an early 2 to nothing hole. Chris Knobloch was on the bench coaching the team. He, of course, is still the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. 
And both of these scrimmages were available to stream on YouTube. It wasn't quite MSG levels of production quality, but it was pretty good. When you consider that these are just a couple of scrimmages among the rookies for both teams, uh, I thought they did a nice job covering this and uh, kind of making you feel like you were right there in the front row uh, watching these two scrimmages here. But on Saturday, uh, you had a starting lineup for the Rangers of Matt Remp, Justin Richards, and Patrick Kotarenko. You also had Zach Jones and Braden Schneider on the blue line and Dylan Garand in net. Uh, a line that was very, very impressive during the Saturday scrimmage and really the Sunday scrimmage as well was Lori Pagianiemi, Morgan Barron, Will Cooley. And just for the record here, I was not at these scrimmages, but I was able to stream uh, most of them on both days. And I'm kind of just piecing it together from what I saw during the scrimmages, as well as, you know, things that were posted online, uh, some articles that were written from people who were right there in person, getting to see these scrimmages up close and personal. And obviously there were a couple of videos that made their rounds, uh, you know, from both days of these two scrimmages here. For anybody who's interested in this, we had three alternate captains for the Rangers uh, during this scrimmage here. They were Morgan Barron, Will Cooley, and Braden Schneider. And we got to start pretty much by talking about this. I don't think there's any other place to begin because this is how Saturday's scrimmage began. Matthew Remp dishes out just a, a crushing hit. Uh, basically, it sounds like it was in the first 30 seconds. He laid out flyer prospect Cooper Zach. There was also some friendly fire, and it sounds like Justin Richards of the Rangers ended up getting the worst of this. He was down and bleeding on the ice. Uh, he did not return to the scrimmage after that. And then later in the scrimmage, uh, by that point, Matt Remp was going to be a, a marked man for the Flyers. They were going to go after him. Wade Allison of the Flyers dropped the glove with Remp, and we get a fight. Uh, not too long into the first scrimmage here, the first pre-preseason game, as it were. Uh, but there were some heavy punches being thrown. There was a video of this circulating on Twitter. I was able to watch it. I would say Remp, I'll give him the win by decision. I think he got the better of it. He seemed to land a few more punches, and he also kind of laid it on top of Allison when they both ended up falling to the ice at the end of the fight here. So, you know, business as usual between the Rangers and Flyers. This is just kind of how it tends to go. Uh, but there was also a video clip released uh, from Vince Mercogliano, friend of the show. He's been on here a couple of times. He got a good video of Brandon Othman. Othman, of course, the Ranger first-round draft pick of this past season, this past draft that just concluded. Uh, basically, he was just absolutely relentless on the forecheck. He was in there behind the flyer goal, wasn't really getting a lot of help from his teammates, but, I mean, just making life miserable for the Flyers who were trying to, you know, work the puck around the boards and ultimately out of the zone. He was all over them. It looks like this guy, man, and again, you know, we're, we're just kind of getting used to Brandon Othman. We're just kind of getting to know him a little bit. This guy fights for the puck like his life is on the line. I mean, this is just a scrimmage. Obviously, he wants to make a good impression. Maybe even who knows? Maybe he even has an outside chance of making the Ranger opening night roster. I do not think that will happen, but I suppose nothing can ever really be ruled out. And, uh, you know, Brandon Offman, if nothing else, if he continues to play like this, show this kind of dogged determination, then he's going to improve his standing. And it's at least possible we see him make his Ranger debut this season. I would think probably not. I think they would allow him to uh, develop a little bit, but crazier things have certainly happened. Uh, Nils Lunkos, he, it sounds like basically it was a tale of two games for Nils Lunkos. He struggled a little bit during Saturday's scrimmage, but that he improved in Sunday's scrimmage and he actually scored a goal in Sunday's scrimmage. We'll get to that in due time as well, but he got a little bit of time on the penalty kill and I think that's definitely a good thing. Nils Lundqvist has been rumored uh, to maybe even be the favorite for that sixth and final New York Ranger defenseman spot on opening night. And so the more things he can do to help this team, the better. And you might as well go ahead and get him some work while the Rangers are shorthanded. Uh, we know that he's plenty capable of playing the power play as well. He did that in these scrimmages in addition to being on the penalty kill. But man, you get a young rookie defenseman who the Rangers are already high on and he's able to play on the power play and the penalty kill. 
Uh, that obviously bodes well for his chances of making the team. Uh, in addition to Justin Richards, it sounds like Austin Rushev also left the game with a lower body injury. The dreaded lower body injury making its return here and claiming a couple of victims because uh, both Richards and Rushev missed Sunday's scrimmage and Matthew Robertson also missed Sunday's scrimmage after he himself suffered a lower body injury. So all the best to those guys and we hope they get healthy sooner rather than later. The Rangers fell into a 3 to nothing hole against the Flyers in Saturday's scrimmage, but then Morgan Barron scored on a wrist shot from the right circle. That got the Rangers on the board, made it 3-1, to and then Will Cooley took a shot, and Lori Pagianiemi deflected it home. We, we talked about how it was a big weekend for that line, and indeed it was. Unfortunately, this goal here was waved off by the officials due to a high stick, and then the Rangers, they shook it off. They struck again when Patrick Kodorenko buried a rebound, cut the flyer lead to just 3-2, to two, and then Pajuniemi got a goal that counted a little bit later, tied the game at 3-3. Three, three. Uh, it sounds like all the Flyers' goals were against Dylan Garand and then Talon Boyko, who the Rangers drafted this year in the fourth round. He comes into the game in relief. I'm sure that was the plan all along, that both goalies were going to get to... Uh, to play in this scrimmage, and Tyler Wall was inactive. They could only dress two goalies, so it was Boyko and it was Garand. But Talon Boyko came in, and it sounds like he gave up two goals because the Flyers eventually took a 5-3 to lead. The Flyers are up 3 nothing. Rangers tied it at 3. Flyers went up 5-3, and then they also added an empty netter to claim the 6-3 to win. Now, guys, listen. Stop me if you've heard this before, okay? Get ready. Get ready. The Rangers took too many penalties. The Flyers, in fact, went back on top in this game. You know, the Rangers had all the momentum. They came back and tied the game at 3-3, and the Flyers went back on top for good when they scored on the power play while Brandon Othman was serving a penalty. Now, look, it's one scrimmage, and it's just the kids out there playing, just the rookies. It's not even, you know, the most of the guys that are going to be out there on opening night, so I'm not too worried about the amount of penalties, but like we've been saying, the Rangers are going to have to avoid unnecessary penalties this year. You look around this league, you look at the elite teams, and that's something that just about all of them have in common is they don't take foolish, undisciplined, unnecessary penalties. And again, it's just one scrimmage. It's not even the Rangers A lineup, not even close to it, in fact. So I am by no means worried about this, but it just kind of reminds me of the fact that, yes, the Rangers are going to have to be a little bit more disciplined and do a better job of staying out of the penalty box this season. But it sounds like, once again, you know, the biggest takeaway from Saturday, that Baron, Cooley, and Paginiemi line was on fire. They were getting a ton of ice time. It sounds like they, those guys had really had the best camp among all these Ranger prospects, and they were rewarded with extra ice time and the opportunity to play together. Who knows? Maybe one or two of them ends up cracking the opening night roster. Uh, we will see. Only time's going to tell there. But obviously, you go out there and you play well in these two scrimmages, and that can only help your cause. And we will talk about Sunday's scrimmage in just a second as well. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Lockdown New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And we're basically just going to keep things rolling here and talk about Sunday's scrimmage. Now, this one obviously went a little bit better for the Rangers. They 
end up claiming the win after falling behind two to nothing early. As far as takeaways, uh, Talon Boyko, it sounds like, was a lot better in this game than he was in the one prior. I mean, he only played half the game in the Saturday scrimmage, gave up two goals. In this one, sounds like he played very, very well. For anybody who needs a little bit of a refresher, Talon Boyko was the Rangers' fourth round pick from this year's draft. He stands six foot eight and 201 pounds, so big dude, and really kept the Rangers in the game after they fell behind two to nothing early. It sounds like they fell into that hole and he made a lot of really nice saves to keep them in it. It could have gotten a lot worse. It could have gotten ugly. It could have gotten out of hand. And instead, Boyko uh, stands tall, quite literally, and <laughs> ends up, uh, you know, keeping the Rangers in the game, allowing them to come back. It also sounds like it was a really nice day for the New York Ranger power play unit. Zach Jones did a fantastic job quarterbacking the man advantage. He had two primary assists on a pair of goals by Will Cooley, excuse me, who also had a strong couple of games uh, over the weekend here. And Cooley, he mentioned that it's his goal to make the New York Ranger roster on opening night, right out of training camp. That's his goal. That should be his goal. I think that should be the goal of every single player participating in these scrimmages. I mean, for some of them, they might be tremendous long shots, but there's no reason why that shouldn't be the ultimate goal of all these players. Get out there on opening night, surprise some people, claim a spot in the Ranger roster, and never look back. We've seen people do it before. Uh, Ryan Lindgren certainly uh, comes to mind. And we've talked about that a little bit as well. You know, somebody who doesn't really have a lot of buzz going into any given New York Rangers season. You know, Ryan Lindgren was one of those guys, and he ends up getting a chance with the Rangers. And he was sent back down one time to the Whalers two seasons ago. But after that, he stuck with the Rangers, and he's firmly entrenched in their top four. And then this past season, I realize he's no longer on the team, but Colin Blackwell basically comes from out of nowhere and becomes a staple of the Ranger top six. So every single season, there's somebody that maybe doesn't have a lot of buzz, doesn't have a lot of hype, doesn't have a lot of chatter behind them, but they end up somehow, some way, either making the Rangers outright for the opening night roster spot, or, you know, maybe they're given a chance at some point during the season, and then they end up contributing quite a bit more than anybody thought that they were going to. Maybe just maybe Will Cooley's that guy this season, and it's not like he's this completely random player that nobody's ever heard of. You know, he was a seventh-round draft pick and a complete afterthought. No, the Rangers took Cooley two years ago in 2020 in the second round. He was number 60 overall, and I say, why not? Listen, if he's going to go out there and play like this and turn this caliber of play, then he should certainly be in the mix. He should certainly be given every opportunity to earn an opening night roster spot. And even if he doesn't do that, it does sound like he will be one of the first couple of guys called upon if the Rangers need to make a roster move at some point during the season. So Will Cooley probably helping his cause more than anybody over the weekend here. Very, very intriguing player to keep an eye on and somebody that we'll talk about more going forward as well. Uh, I also mentioned Zach Jones uh, a couple minutes ago as well. He was quarterbacking the power play, and he set up Cooley for both of his goals, picking up a couple of primary assists in both instances. Look, I liked what I saw from Zach Jones this past season. It was only a small sample. He only played 10 games. He had four assists in those 10 games with the Rangers. But I don't know. When he was out there, I thought he looked pretty cool, calm, and collected for somebody that was making his NHL debut when the Rangers were right in the middle of a playoff chase. I mean, at least for the first half of those 10 games. I realized the Rangers really kind of tailed off near the end of the season. But I would say the first half of those 10 games that Zach Jones played for the Rangers. Yeah, they were in it. I mean, they, they were on the outside looking in, but they were at least somewhat within striking distance of a playoff spot. He came up, never missed a beat. Look, again, really cool, calm, and collected in all three areas of the rink. So Zach Jones, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about Nils Lundqvist, and rightfully so. He's a very exciting player. He was a first-round draft pick for the Rangers, whereas Zach Jones was a third-round draft pick. And I know the Rangers have big, big plans for Nils Lundqvist, but I wouldn't sleep on Zach Jones either. I mean, he deserves every opportunity to make this team this season when you consider what he did last year. And if he 
continues to play well here in the preseason and in these uh, scrimmages and training camp and all that good stuff. I mean, he's, his name should certainly be in the mix for an opening night roster spot for the New York Rangers. And, you know, again, we just mentioned Nils Lundqvist a second ago. He ended up scoring the game-winning goal in the third period of this Ranger versus Flyers Sunday scrimmage. He snapped a 2-2 tie. Uh, Lundqvist, by most accounts, once again, was a little bit shaky in Saturday's scrimmage. Sounds like he played a heck of a lot better in Sunday's scrimmage, and not just because he scored a goal, but his overall game was just quite a bit better on Saturday. Looked a lot more comfortable out there, and uh, again, just turned in a much stronger performance overall. Uh, on this play, the game-winning goal here, might as well take you guys through this, the first one of the uh, new season, if you will. Uh, the Flyers, they were working to get the puck out of their zone. They worked the puck up the boards, and Lori Pagianiemi basically prevents them from doing so. He prevents a clear. He gets the puck to his right to Nils Lundqvist. Lundqvist is going in with a head of steam, and he unleashes a wrist shot from in deep, right at the edge of the right face-off circle, beats the flyer goalie, and puts the Rangers up 3-2. And once again, that was indeed the final score of the game. I think another winner from Sunday was also Dylan Garand. Uh, Garand was taken by the Rangers in the fourth round of the 2020 draft. He had a great season for the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL this past year, and he entered in relief of Talon Boyko and did not allow a goal. So both Ranger net miners, it sounds like, playing uh, quite a bit better on Sunday as well, and that's obviously good to see. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it as far as the news and notes from the scrimmages, but we're going to be keeping our eyes firmly on New York Ranger training camp going forward. It is starting on Wednesday. Really, really looking forward to that. And, you know, this should probably be the case every season, but I think especially when you've got a new coaching staff, new general manager, pretty much a new everything, it should basically be an open tryout for these New York Ranger players. And that's something we've talked about in previous episodes. Listen, if you want a spot in the opening night roster, go out and get it. If you want to be part of the penalty kill unit, go out and get it. If you want to be in a top six role, go out and get it. I mean, you look at the top six, I don't think anybody other than Artemi Panarin and Mika Zibanejad should be guaranteed roles in the top six. Now, certainly there's some guys that you expect to be there, but man, everybody's got to go out and earn it. And uh, that's a cool position to be in. Really, really looking forward to seeing who kind of distinguishes themselves throughout this training camp, throughout the preseason, all that good stuff. And this is something that I talked about months ago. So I think I might as well just go ahead and repeat myself here. Never know when we could have some new listeners as well. But the Rangers, I really believe this past season, and we, we saw what a bad start they got off to this past year. And given the fact that it was only a 56-game regular season, it felt like the Rangers were trying to dig themselves out of a hole pretty much all year. I really think the Rangers probably suffered a, as much or more than any other team in hockey by not having a regular training camp and by not having a preseason. Now, on one hand, you could say, well, you know, I mean, every team was in the same boat. They all had to deal with it. That is true. But I get the feeling that a veteran team like, say, the Bruins or the Penguins, teams that have been there and done that, and they've got experienced NHL players, they lose a lot less by not having a preseason and not having a real bona fide training camp than a team like the Rangers, a team that's still very young, Got a lot of guys making their NHL debuts and still looking to put all the pieces together and just kind of discover their team identity and figure out who they are. I think the Rangers missed out more than probably any team in this league, or at least as much as any team in this league, uh, by not having a preseason and a bona fide, real training camp this past year. So definitely looking forward to that, just kind of going through the uh, process of gearing up for the regular season. Looking forward to uh, seeing, once again, who stakes their claim to roles on this team. But that will do it for today, guys. We will be continuing our series of best and worst case scenario for every single player on the New York Rangers. We've already covered the top six, or at least the guys that I believe 
will be in the top six. We covered all of those players in our two most recent episodes, so go back and check those out if you have not already. And we'll kind of press forward with uh, what I believe will be the third line. We'll probably be doing that sometime before the end of the week here. But yes, that will do it for today. If you guys would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.